I've got a temper screw. I believe in Christ. Tonight, I'm going to be talking about. It's uh, sorry. Faith in Jesus Christ. The Apostle Paul taught that faith in sometimes assurance of things hoped for the events of things not seen. Hebrews 11.1 1 says, Now faith is something of things hope for evidence that are not seen. Alma made similar statements. If you have faith, ye hope for things which are not seen, which are true. Alma 32.21, this is in the Book of Mormon, it says, and now, as I said com- concerning faith, faith is not having a perfect knowledge of things. Therefore, if ye have faith, ye hope for things which not seen, which are true. Faith is principle of action and power. Whenever we work towards a worthy goal, we accept faith. We show our hope for smoothing that we cannot see. Can't see yet see. Faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. In order for faith to lead all to salvation, it must be continuing in the Lord Jesus Christ. In Acts 4 10 through 12, it says, Be ye not known, ye all, and to all the people of Israel, that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, who ye confided, whom God raised from the dead, even by him, doth this man stand here before ye, you who hold. This is the stone which we was set at n- not of our building, which is becoming the heat of the corner. Neither does there salvation in the, any other, for there is none other name un- having given among men. Whereby we must be saved. Then in Mosiah, this is in the Book of Mormon three seventeen. It says, "And moreover, I say unto you, unto you, this is: there shall be no other name given, no other way, no means whereby salvation cannot come with the children of man." Only through the name of Christ, the Lord of Mitzvah. And then this is Moroni 7, verse 24 through 26 says, And behold, there were drive where there he had denied men first these things unto the children of men, which was good, and all things which was not all good commanded of Christ. Over, otherwise men were fallen that they cannot good things come unto them. Wherefore, the, by the ministering of angels, by every word which pushes forth out of the mouth of God, man brings to excellent faith in Christ. And that thus by faith, thus did lay hold upon every good things. Thus say unto the coming Christ. Then 24, I meant 26, excuse me. Oh, I was 25. 
And this is 26. And after the chem man also was saved by faith, in his name, by faith, they become the sons of God. And surely the Christ liveth, that speaketh the word unto all fathers, saying, Whosoever things ye shall ask, the Father in my name, which is good, and faith believing that ye shall receive, behold, it shall be done unto you. Then more uh, Acts, Articles of Faith 1 4 says, We believe that the first principle and ordinance of the gospel are first faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, second repentance, and third baptism by immersion. For the remission of our sins, fourth laying on the hands of for the gift of the Holy Ghost. We seek faith in Christ. We know we have an assigned that exceeding current ideas of his choice and knowledge that we are striving to live according to his will. Having faith in Jesus Christ means we. we Recalling, complaining on him, trust in his inference power, in neglection, in love. It includes believing in his teaching. It means believing that even though we do not understand all things, he does, does because he accepts all pains, affliction, and inflammation. He knows all how to help us raise above all daily dif- difference. See Alma, this is the book of Men, 7 Chapter 7, verse 11 and 12, it says, And he shall go forth suffering pains and affliction and temptation of every kind. And thus is the, the world might be faithful, which saith he will take upon him the, pa- the pains and the sickness of his pain. And he will take upon him the death, that he may loosen the bonds of death, which is bond this people. And he will take upon him the information that his bowels may be filled with mercy according to the flesh, that they may know according to the flesh how to succor his people according to the information. Then Dr. Kevin's 12, 122 verse 8 says, The Son of Man hath designed blow them. Art thou greatest than he? He has overcome the world. John 16 verse 33 says, This things I have spoken unto you, that that in me ye might have peace. In the world ye shall have tribulation, but he of good cheers I have overcome the world and prepared the way for, for us to receive eternal life. He always be ready to help us. And we, we remember him, pray, look unto him, every thought, devout, not fail not. Dr. Covenant's 6.36, look unto him, me, and every thought, devout, not fail not. I love faith. Sometimes um, Jesus Christ has... Bless my life so much. Even though you can't see him. It's like when you plant a seed, you don't see nothing. Um, when you plant a seed, it's invisible, basically. When you plant it, nothing's gone. But what you have to do, you have to water it every day. And every time you water it, 
it becomes more of a big thing. Just like the mustard seed. Um, the mustard seed is like faith. Um, we always look at mustard seeds because you don't see the seed. Mustard seed so small. You can't see anything. It's small. You don't see nothing. Or it doesn't work on anything. But you can make mustard out of it. Um, or just like um, when you see... Um, you don't see the wind at all. Sometimes you see the wind if a tornado hits. That's when you see it. Or dust picks it up. You can feel it, but you can't see it. But like when you see a dust devil... That's it's by uh, it's the hot wind. The hot wind takes it down, and the dust goes underneath it. Gets so hot that creates a dust devil, and you see that, but you don't see the wind at all. That's what that's another analogy. Analogy I thought of right now. Um, living by faith. Faith is much more than powerful belief. We accept our faith through actions by the way we live. The Savior promised, if ye, if ye will have faith in me, ye shall have, have power to want several things spitting in me. Moroni 7.33 it says, this is in the Book of Mormon, and Christ has said, if ye will have faith in me, ye shall have power to whatsoever thing is spitting in me. Faith in Christ can motivate motivate us to follow his perfect example. <coughs> Excuse me. John twelve John fourteen twelve says, Very very I say unto you, he that believe on me the works that I do shall be done do also. And greater work then these shall he do, because I can go unto unto my father. Okay, and our faith can lead us to do. Can go works be a commandment? Repent for our sins. James two eighteen says, "Yea, a man may say, Thus has faith, and I have works. Show, show me thy faith without thy works. I will show thee my faith by my works." First Nephi. 3 7 says, And it came to pass that I, Nephi, said unto my father, I will go and do the things which the Lord hath commanded. For I know that the Lord giveth no commandment unto the children of men, save it be he shall prepare the way from them that they may accomplish the things which he commanded, commanded them. Then I'm a Thirty-four seventeen, both Nephi first Nephi three seven is in the Book of Mormon, and now thirty-four seventeen. This is in the Book of Mormon too. Therefore, my God, great unto you, may my brethren, that ye may bring in the seed in your faith unto repentance, that ye bring to call upon her, His holy name, that the Lord have mercy upon you. Our faith can help. Overcome temptation. Alma commanded his son, Helaman, teach them to withstand every temptation of the devil with their faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Alma 37, 33, this is in Book of Mormon, it says, Preach unto the repentance and faith on the Lord Jesus Christ. 
teach them to humble themselves and to be meek and lowly in heart. Teach them to withstand every temptation of the devil with the faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. The Lord will work mighty miracles in our life. According to the faith, signified 26.13, it says, Okay, and the monster himself unto those who believe in him by the power of the Holy Ghost, yea, unto every nation, kind of tongue, and people, worketh mighty miracles, sing the wonder, and among the children of man, according to their faith. Thank you. I had to take a drink, sorry. Just a minute. My wife can open a water bottle, so I had to my my water bottle for work. Um, okay. Um, the Lord will work mighty miracles in our life according to the faith. Second, if I I did oh I read that sorry faith in Jesus Christ help us receive spiritual and physical healing according to His torment. Uh, if you guys want to read Second Nephi nine thirteen through fourteen, it's in the Book of Mormon. When times of trial come, faith can give us strength to peace forward in faith. Our hardship, which carries even through the future, untimely un- faith and savor can peace. In Romans, if you want to read Romans five one. I'm going to read this Romans 5 1. It says, Therefore, be joyful by the faith, and we have peace with God through the Lord Jesus Christ. And then one more. Helaman, this is in the book of one. Helaman 5 47 says, Peace, peace, by unto peace, peace be unto you. Because of you, faith in you will believe who was from the foundation of the world. Faith is gift from God. We must nurture our faith to keep strong faith, like m- 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 muscles. If it excites, it grows. Strong lifting immediately it becomes weak. We we can nature to give our faith, praying on to Heavenly Father in the name of Jesus Christ. We set our generous to our fathers. We place with Him for blessings. With that we need, with the need we'll draw near to Him. We will draw near to the Savior, whose atonement makes it possible for the us to please for miracles. Alma thirty three eleven says, "And thou dost hear me because of my affliction and my sin to see, and it, because of the sin thou thou hast been thus milk." Merciful unto him, therefore I will cry unto thee in all mine afflictions, for this is my joy, for thou hast turned my judgment away from me, because thou, son, will also be repentant to quite guidance of the Holy Ghost. We can strengthen our faith by keeping the commandments like all blessings from God. Faith and obedience and increasing through the inverent obedience. 
righteousness actions. If we desire to uh, we can strengthen our faith. Sorry, I lost my train of spot. If we can strengthen our faith by keeping the commandments, like blessings from God, faith and brilliance increasing through the influence of brilliance, merchant actions. If we desire to encourage our faith the highest possible degree, we must keep the covenants we have made. We can also develop faith by studying the scriptures and the words of the Latter-day Prophets. The Prophet Amma taught that the word of God helps strengthen faith and can mention the word to seed. This said that the desire to believe can lead us to give, give place for the word to plant, to be planted in our hearts. Then we will feed the word of God, for it will bring to eternal our souls an everlasting understanding that will strengthen our faith as we continue to nature the word in the, our hearts with a great delation with a penitent look. For the faith, therefore, it shall take roots, and behold, it shall be trees stripping unto everlasting life. Alma 32. If you guys want to read Alma 32, 26-43, this is in the Book of Mormon. Um, I'm going to do uh, two videos. hope you like it. Dear Maylene, I came to Moore, Oklahoma to do a piece on the tornado, to capture stories of pain and loss on the one hand, as well as human kindness and service on the other, in the wake of that amazing storm. The thing about your story is that it helped me to see the tornado as just one chapter in a much bigger story. I don't think my story is particularly special. When I married my second husband, we became a blended family. A short time later, we learned that my sister's children were in need of a more stable home. I didn't know how it would work, but it seemed like the best thing we could do, so we adopted her four girls. We took a family picture right away because I wanted those kids to know that they belonged. A couple of years went by and our marriage was struggling. When my husband left, I was shattered. I felt aimless, abandoned and imperfect. How could I take care of this family? I worried that I was messing up the lives of my kids. I was overwhelmed working three jobs. One morning I was ready to give up. I felt sure that I just couldn't handle even one more day. One more day. That day, the tornado came. It destroyed your home, your place of work, and all of your belongings.
I was working at Plaza Towers Elementary School when the tornado struck. Four of my kids were in the school too. I laid my body over a group of kindergartners as debris rushed around us. The roof came off and the storm completely destroyed the school. I was rushed to the hospital and for nine hours, I didn't know whether all of my kids were alive. That morning, I had wanted to give up. I had wanted to throw everything away. But when I faced the reality that I might have lost my kids, that I might not see their faces or hear their laughter again, I changed my mind. Seven children lost their lives in Plaza Towers Elementary that day. Late that night, when my kids and I were all together again, all alive and safe, I felt that no matter what happened, moving forward with God's help, we were going to make it. A short time later, a friend called me and told me he wanted to rebuild my house. I said, how can you? He said, I have the skills and the means. That's what I want to do. My kids and I worked side by side with that friend, digging trenches, laying plumbing, and building a house. When I was down visiting Oklahoma and saw the impact that the tornado of May 2013 had on so many lives, the words to a hymn were rolling through my mind. God moves in a mysterious way, his wonders to perform. He plants his footsteps in the sea and rides upon the storm. Ye fearful saints, fresh courage take. The clouds ye so much dread are big with mercy and shall break in blessings on your head. You know, my whole life I'd felt abandoned, like there were pieces missing. After the storm, God answered my prayers. He picked up the pieces and filled that void. I don't ever have to feel like I'm going to be alone or abandoned again because he's going to be there for me every step of the way. Though we will face trials, heartaches, and all manner of afflictions, our caring, loving Savior will always be there for us. He has promised, I will not leave you comfortless. I will come unto you. One more video, and that should um, end my podcast. This is called, Shall He Have Fine Faith on the Earth? This most beautiful rendition of this magnificent song poor wayfaring man of grief was the favorite of the prophet Joseph and his brother Hiram what a beautiful rendition the choir and orchestra had made of this most beautiful song I pray that I may have the spirit of the Lord that has been with us 
during our conference that I may say those things that will be beneficial to members of the church and those who are not members. I, very, I feel very humble in this assignment. Today I ask a question the Savior asked nearly 2,000 years ago. When the Son of Man cometh, shall he find faith on the earth? What is true faith? Faith is a defined as belief and trust and loyalty to God, firm belief in something for which there is no proof. We believe that faith is to hope for things which are not seen, but which are true and must be centered in Jesus Christ. In fact, we believe that faith in Jesus Christ is the first principle of the gospel. There are those who can teach us regarding faith if we will but open our hearts and our minds. One such person is a woman whose husband had died, left alone to raise her son. She had tried to find ways of supporting herself, but she lived in a time of terrible famine. Food was scarce, and many were perishing because of hunger. As available food diminished, so did the woman's chance of surviving. Every day she watched helplessly as her meager supply of food decreased. Hoping for relief, but finding none, the woman finally realized the day had come when she had only enough food for one last meal. It was then that a stranger approached and asked the unthinkable, Bring me, I pray thee, he said to her, a morsel of bread. The woman turned to the man and said, As the Lord thy God liveth, I have not a cake, but a handful of meal in a barrel, and a little oil in a cruise. She told him she was about to prepare, prepare it as a last meal for herself and her son, that we may eat it and die. She did not know that the man before her was the prophet Elijah, sent to her by the Lord. What this prophet told her next may seem surprising to those today who, not under, who do not understand the principle of faith. Fear not, he said to her, but make me thereof a little cake first and bring it unto me, and after make for thee and for thy son. Can you imagine what she must have thought, what she must have felt? She hardly had time to reply when, him, when the man continued, For thus saith the Lord God of Israel, The barrel of meal shall not waste, neither shall the cruise of oil fail until the day that the Lord sendeth rain upon the earth. The woman, after hearing this prophetic promise, went in faith and did as Elijah had directed. And she and he and, she and, he and her household did eat many days, and the barrel of meal wasted not, neither did the cruise of oil fail, according to the word of the Lord, which he spake by Elijah. In the wisdom of our day, the prophet's request may seem unfair and selfish. In the wisdom of our day, the widow's response may appear foolish and unwise. That is largely because we often learn to make decisions based upon what we see. We make decisions based on the evidence before us and what appears to be in our immediate best interest. Faith, on the other hand, is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Faith has eyes that penetrate the darkness, seeing into the light beyond.
Your faith should not stand in, in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Too often today, we do not rely on faith as much as on our own ability to reason and solve problems. If we become ill, modern medicine can work healing miracles. We can travel great distances in a short time. We have at our fingertips information 500 years ago would have made the poorest man a prince. The just shall live by faith, we're told in Holy Writ. I ask again, what is faith? Faith exists when absolute confidence in that which we cannot see combines with the action that is in absolute conformity to the will of our Heavenly Father. Without all three, first, absolute confidence, second, action, and third, absolute conformity. Without these three, all we have is a counterfeit, a weak and watered-down faith. Let me discuss each of these three imperatives of faith. First, we must have confidence in that which we cannot see. When Thomas finally felt the print of the nails and thrust his hand into the side of the resurrected Savior, he confessed that he at last believed. Jesus saith unto him, Thomas, because thou hast seen me, thou hast believed. Blessed are they that have not seen and yet have believed. Peter echoed those words when he praised early followers for their faith in Jesus Christ. He said, Whom having not seen, ye love, in whom though now ye see him not, yet believing, ye rejoice with joy unspeakable and full of glory, receiving the end of your faith, even the salvation of your souls. Second, for our faith to make a difference, we must act. We must do all that is in our power to change passive belief into active faith, for truly faith, if, if it hath not work, works is dead. In 1998, President Gordon B. Hinckley raised a voice of warning to the saints of this church, as well as to the world at large. He also uttered that same warning last night at priesthood meeting. He said, I am suggesting that the time has come to get our houses in order. So many people are living on the very edge of their incomes. In fact, some are, in fact, some are living on borrowings. I'm troubled by the huge consumer installment debt which hangs over the people of this nation and including our own people. Brothers and sisters, when these prophetic words were uttered, some faithful members of the church mustered their faith and heeded the counsel of the prophet. They are profoundly grateful today that they did. Others perhaps believed that what the prophet said was true but lacked faith, even as small as a grain of mustard seed. Consequently, some have suffered financial, personal, and family distress. Third, one's faith should be consistent with the will of our Heavenly Father including his laws of nature. The sparrow flying into a hurricane may believe that he can successfully navigate the storm, but the unforgiving natural law will convince him otherwise in the end. Are we wiser than the sparrow? Often what passes for faith in this world is little more than gullibility. It is distressing to see how eager some people are to embrace fads and theories while rejecting or giving less credence and attention to the everlasting principles of the gospel of Jesus Christ. 
is distressing how eager some rush into foolish or unethical behavior, believing that God will somehow deliver them from the inevitable tragic consequences of their actions. They even go, go so far as to ask for the blessings of heaven, knowing in their hearts that what they may do is contrary to the will of our Father in heaven. How do we know when our faith conforms to the will of our Heavenly Father and He approves of that which we seek? We must know the Word of God. One of the reasons we immerse ourselves in the Scriptures is to know of our of Heavenly Father's dealings with man from the beginning. If the desires of our heart are contrary to Scripture, then we should not pursue them further. Next, we must heed the counsel of Latter-day Prophets as they give inspired instruction. Additionally, we must ponder and pray and seek the guidance of the Spirit. If we do so, the Lord has promised, I will tell you in your mind and in your heart by the Holy Ghost which shall come upon you and which shall dwell in your heart. Only when our faith is aligned with the will of our Heavenly Father will we be able, will we be empowered to receive the blessings we seek. Truly understood and properly practiced, faith is one of the grand and glorious powers of eternity. It is a force powerful beyond our comprehension. Through faith, the worlds were framed by the word of God. Through faith, waters are parted, the sick healed, the wicked silenced, and salvation made possible. Our faith is the foundation upon which all our spiritual lives rest. It should be the most important resource of our lives. Faith is not so much something we believe. Faith is something we live. Remember the words of the Savior. If thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that believeth. He that believeth on me, the works that I, that I do, shall, shall he do also. And, and greater works than these shall he do. Those who walk in the faith will feel their lives encompassed with light and blessings of heaven. They will understand and know things that others cannot. Those who do not walk in faith esteem the things of the Spirit as foolishness, for the things of the Spirit can only be discerned by the Spirit. The manifestations of heaven are sealed from the understanding of those who do not believe. For if there be no faith among the children of men, Moroni tells us, God can do no miracle among them. Wherefore, he showeth not himself until after their faith." Close quote. Yet throughout history, even in the times of darkness, there were those who, through eyes of faith, pierced the darkness and beheld things as they truly are. Moroni, again, reveals that there were many whose faith was so exceedingly strong they could not be kept from within the veil, but truly saw their eye with their eyes the things which they had beheld with an eye of faith, and they were glad. Close quote. Our homes should be havens of faith. Mothers and fathers should teach principles of faith to their children. Grandparents, too, could help. When I'm at a family gathering, I try to spend time when appropriate to have a one-on-one -on -one discussion with some of our grandchildren. I sit with them and ask them a few questions. How are you doing? How is school? Then I ask them how they feel about the true church, which means so much to me. I try to discover the depth of their faith and testimony. If I perceive in their areas of uncertainty, I'll ask them, 
would you accept a goal from your granddad? Then I'll suggest they read the scriptures daily and recommend they kneel down every morning and night and pray with their fathers, father and mother and have personal prayers. I admonish them to go to their sacrament meetings. I admonish them always to keep themselves pure and clean, always attend their, their meetings. And finally, among other things, always strive to be sensitive to the whisperings of the Lord. Now, one time after such a talk with Joseph, our eight-year-old grandson, he looked me into my eyes and asked this pointed question. May I go now, Dad? Well, he ran away from my arms, and I've often thought, did I do any good? But apparently I did, for he said thanks the next day for the little talk we had. If we approach them in love rather than reproach, we will find that the faith of our grandchildren will increase. As a result of the influence and testimony of someone who loves the Savior and his divine church. Sometimes the world appears dark. Sometimes our faith is tried. Sometimes we feel that the heavens are closed against us, yet we do not despair. We should never abandon our faith. We should not lose hope. A few years ago, I began to notice that things around me were beginning, beginning to darken. It troubled me because simple things like reading the print of my scriptures was becoming more difficult. I wondered what had happened to the quality of the light bulbs and wondered why manufacturers today couldn't make things like they had in years past. I replaced the bulbs with brighter ones. They too became dim. I blamed the poor design of the lamps and bulbs. I even questioned whether the brightness of the sun was fading before the thought occurred to me that the problem may not be with the amount of light in the room. The problem might be with my own eyes. Shortly thereafter, I went to an ophthalmologist who assured me that the world was not going dark at all. A cataract on my eye was the reason the light seemed to be fading. This certainly gives you my age. I placed my faith in cap the capable hands of this trained specialist. The cataract was removed, and behold, light again flooded my life. The light had never diminished, only my capacity to see the light had been lessened. This taught me a profound truth. Often when the world seems dark, when the heavens seem distant, we seek to blame everything around us when the real cause of the darkness may be a lack of faith within ourselves. Be of good cheer, have faith and confidence. The Lord will not forsake you. The Lord has promised if we search diligently, pray always, and be believing, and all things shall work together for your good if you walk uprightly. Close quote. I know as did Alma of old, whosoever shall put their trust in God shall be supported in their trials and their troubles and their afflictions and shall be lifted up at the last day. Our Heavenly Father is a powerful, moving, directing being. While we may at times bear burdens of sorrow, pain, and grief, while we may struggle to understand trials of faith we're called to pass through, while life may seem dark and dreary, through faith we have an absolute confidence that a loving Heavenly Father is at our side. As the Apostle Paul promised, 
Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. And one day we will fully see through the darkness into the light. We'll understand his eternal plan, his mercy, and his love. When the Son of Man cometh, shall he findeth faith on the earth? Perhaps as members of the church, trust with all their hearts, transform their hopes and beliefs into action, and seek to align themselves with the will of the Lord. The answer to the question the Savior asked 2,000 years ago will be a resounding yes. He will find faith. He will find faith among those who take upon themselves his name. He will find it among those who are living his divine principles. I testify that through our prophet, sir, and revelator, President Gordon B. Hinckley, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, speaks to all of us today. I testify the gospel is restored in its fullness through the prophet Joseph Smith. Faith and eternal power is a gift from our Heavenly Father for all mankind. To this eternal truth, I bear my personal witness in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. I promise you that if you try to have faith, you'll be blessed. Um, I promise you that if you try to do that every day, try to have faith in, our, in Jesus Christ, he'll bless you most every time. I've seen blessings every time I have faith in Jesus Christ. He blessed me. I promise you that if you do that, you will be blessed. I hope you guys have a nice evening. Bye-bye.